friends back again with us today we are still going to finishing our story about the christmas pig chapter 55 and 56 the crater it's not too far don't worry said compass her brass case clattering over the stones even so, Jack soon had a stitch again and his soul feet were frozen, but he didn't care at all. All he could think about was Sippy, who stood and let the loser scoop him up because he thought Jack didn't love him. They'd only run a short way when they saw fiery red glow on, fiery. Fiery red glow on the horizon, which grew wider and brighter as they approached. It's right ahead, said Compass. See that fire? The loser lives in an hole in the middle of a, in the middle of a crater, and he burns fire all year round. After he suck out the alive part of the thing and take him what he wants of their buddies, he burns up the rest in flame. Jack felt a shiver of fear, but it was low down. He had to save no. CP if he could. There was no turning back. The closer to the loser's lair they approached, the bigger and brighter the fiery glow became, and at last the ground began to slope downwards. Jack could see wide hole in the middle of the crater like a volcano, from which acrid black smoke was issuing. He looked up at the sky above the loser's lair. They were not finding holes here at all. Compass. Jack panted, coming to a halt. I'll go alone now. <sighs> Nonsense, said Compass excitedly. Has ever been in a loser's bear before? With three wooden and feature. You know what my motto is? Was it something about the radish? Asked Jack, who couldn't quite remember. That was moral, said Compass. Socks in the north and umbrellas for best, but when it's all going south, take a friend. You can't meet the loser alone. I can't compass. Jack told her. I must. You're too important to lose. Things need a hero out here on the wastes, and you're the only one clever and brave enough to survive. What an... What a nice thing to say, said Compass. Pings never pay me compliments. They, they're they usually running away so fast they forget. Well, I won't forget you, whatever happens. Were you excellent? It's Jack. Say Jack. Goodbye, Compass, and thank you for everything. And he ran down the slope towards the hole in the ground, turning back. Just wants to wave while he knew Compass could still see him. Jack descended the steep slope, sliding and stumbling on loose rocks and stones. He went as fast as he dared, half blinded by the fire and smoke coming from the hole in the middle of the crater, and soon his pajamas had dried out completely in the heat, and he began to cough from the thick black smoke, which didn't smell like a wood bonfire, but reek of burning plastic fabric and foam. And then just when Jack was wondering how much further he'd have to go, his feet now burning on hot rubble, he slid on loose pebbles, loose pebbles and unable to stop, 
found himself stumbling into the hole. Down the, he fell through the smoke into an underground layer, and for a few seconds he was sure, sure he was going to land in the flames and that he'd never see mom or CP again. The loser's lair. By great good fortune, Jack missed the fire and fell instead onto a hot, springy, soft mound right beside it. It was a few moments before Jack realized he was lying on stuffing and shreds of fabric that the loser had discarded from the thing he'd eaten. It was smoking and smoldering because it lay so close to the flames. Jack crawled as fast as he could towards a distant stone wall, slipping and sliding over the heaps of fluff and burned material until he reached the site of the underground hole. It was then that he heard the moans and screams which had been drowned out by the crackling of the enormous fire while he lay beside it. Jack screwed up his eyes and looked around. The loser's lair was a gigantic underground cavern in the middle of which burned a huge fire. Cages hung all over the walls, all of them crammed with the things the loser hadn't yet eaten. And it was the cries of some of these imprisoned things he could hear, although not all of them were screaming. Many were simply huddled at the bottom of their cages, silent and sad, knowing that their end had almost come. They were cheap, ugly things, most of them, made and lost in their millions, unwanted, unloved, existing only to fill space for a while until they were sucked down below into the land of the lost. And then there was the loser. He was so gigantic that, for a moment or two, Jack, who was focused on the cages, hadn't realized he was there, but had taken his enormous body for another pile of junk. The loser was crouching on the opposite side of the fire to Jack, his horrible head, scraping the top of his lair as it had scrapped the wooden sky on the waist. Scrape? Scrape the wooden sky on the waist. His searchlight eyes were turned on. He didn't need them here because the fire burned so brightly, casting flickering shadows onto the walls. The loser's blank glass eyes reflected the dancing flames, which also illuminated the glittering shell of his body. Evidently, the loser kept only the hardest parts of that things, steel, plastic, glass, and stone, which gave him the look of a dreadful robot. At this moment, he was feasting on a handful of old forks, and bits of them flew from his mouth as he crunched them up with his glittering fangs, which appeared to be as hard as diamonds. The loser hadn't noticed Jack fall into his lair because Jack had fallen on the opposite, on the opposite of the fire and had been hidden by the thick black smoke. Now Jack looked frantically around at all the cages, trying to spot the Christmas peak and hoping against hope that he hadn't already been torn to shreds, his belly beans and stuffing lost in the mouse below. But Jack couldn't see a single cuddly toy, only small plastic playthings that came free with meals and old magazines and chargers for gadgets that no longer work, objects lost without regrets and never miss. Jack's fear that he was too late mounted with every second. And then suddenly Jack spotted him. CP was standing inside one of the very highest cages on the wall, gripping the bars with his little trotters and watching the losers eat the old forks. With him was Broken Angel, who was slumped in a corner of the cage, her one remaining hand over her shattered face. CP was shabby now after all his adventures with Jack, no longer plush and pink, 
but dirty greenish and with lopsided ears. I'm coming, CP, whispered Jack, struggling to his feet. Then the loser chomped down the last bits of twisted metal and spoke, his voice echoing around the cavern. No! Are you afraid, pig? His voice was the most terrible Jack had ever heard. It was the like the scream of bricks, high and paint, and it made Jack think that the lo loser must be suffering almost as much as the things waiting for their death. CP answered in his dear familiar voice. No, I told you I have nothing left to lose which makes a thing brave. Hit me whenever you like. It doesn't matter to me anymore. Remember that? What's the sound? I forgot the sound. Like a big... No, I told you I have nothing left to lose which makes a thing brave. Hit me whenever you like. It doesn't matter to me anymore. You think Larger Boy is what I'm being torn apart? Said the loser in his screeching voice. Worse than returning to nothingness, to feeling nothing, to being nothing. Feeling nothing would be better than what I feel now, said the pig. Whispered Jack, even though he knew the Christmas tree couldn't hear him. The loser struggled onto the metal points that served him for feet. You will fear me before you die. He promised. He tore the lock of a crowded cage right next to the one holding the Christmas pig and broken angel and scooped out 50 twisty plastic straws in gaudy colors, a cheap, flimsy kite, and an ugly glass face with knobs and twirls all over it. Jack heard their screams of protest as the loser sank back into a crouch, opened his white metal mouth and dropped the, thing, the things one by one into it. In desperation, Jack looked around for a way to reach the Christmas pig. The walls were rough and craggy and he thought he might be able to find enough toe holes to climb them if he tried. So he reached up, found cracks where he could grip, then began to pull himself upwards. It was slow going, the rock burned beneath his fingers and toes, and behind him he could hear the crackle of the fire and the grinding of the loser's jaw as he ate his way through plastic and glass. At last Jack reached the same level as the topmost cages. It was harder to grip the hot rock up here, and he was worried the poor things inside the cages might notice him and shout out in surprise, alerting the loser to the fact that Jack was there. However, most were shielding their eyes, trying not to watch the loser, who was now picking sharp fragments of glass out of the what out, out, out of his teeth and attaching them to his shell, which he did by licking them with his teeth, his horrible black rubber tongue, which seemed to be coated in some kind of glue and sticking them down on top of the cocks and lids already there. Jack began to walk across the tops of the cages, jumping from one to the next. The bars were hot beneath his soles, but a new problem, problem struck him as he approached the Christmas pig, whose little black eyes were still fixed unblinkingly blinkingly on the loser. All the cages had heavy padlocks dangling from them, and the one hanging from CPs was the biggest of all. At last, Jack managed to jump, jump onto the cage holding the Christmas pig and broken angel. He whispered. CP looked up and for a moment or two he stood frozen, his little black eyes white with, with astonishment 
and Broken Angel uncovered her poor half-eaten face and stared up at Jack too. Jack! Gaps the Christmas, Christmas pig. What? What are you? I've come to rescue you, both of you! Said Jack, crawling across the cage roof to grab hold of the giant padlock. You two belong to me, and I'm taking you home! But what about DP? We said goodbye properly now. Said Jack, tugging at the padlock, which remained shut. wanted me to do this. I'm going to get you out. But he couldn't open the padlock. Jack, I don't understand. You wanted Dippy so much. You thought I needed him. Said Jack. But you need me more. You've got to get out of here. There's nothing in the whole of the land of the lost that the loser would like better than to eat the living boy. You'd be the greatest prize he ever caught. I'm not leaving without you, said Jack, still trying to break the padlock, but it wouldn't shift. It's too late, said the Christmas pig, his tears now trickling down his face. Jack, there are only a few minutes until Christmas Day. You've got to get yourself under a finding hole. There's no hope for us, but you can still escape. But before Jack could reply, the loser let out the loudest, most terrifying screech Jack had ever heard. His eyes blazed <coughs> right again as he rose up on his pointed metal feet. Jack the Christmas pig and Broken Angel were transfixing their powerful beams. The loser had spotted the living boy. See you again. Bye.